Good afternoon or good evening, wherever you are. Come on, step off that spaceship. Welcome to Suns Planet, the podcast where three longtime Suns fans try to bring together all of Suns Planet. Let's go. So I am your host, Sundress, and today in the second segment, I will get to play an attorney as I go against my esteemed counsel, with the cigar there, fallen founder Jake, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. I I, I forget sometimes that they that some of these folks have to hop on the space shuttle and get up to the sun's planet. But you know, hey, uh, the important thing is people's court will reign, and uh, and we've had a very interesting uh, week in in general for Suns basketball, and I'm uh, excited to talk about it. And we are going to have to go before. The amazing, incomparable Judge Hammer today, Sir Hammo. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, guys. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting test today because there's a bit of a storm going on here, so don't have the best internet. But uh, yeah, let's go. Well, hopefully everything stays good here. We're sorry for starting a few minutes late. There's a lot to talk about this week. <clears throat> including what the hell just happened with the Spurs, previewing the games, including the Philly game, just starting in less than a couple hours here, Ring of Honor, El Valle Tournament, James Harden. But we've got to start with the passing of a legend. Walter Davis passed away on Thursday at the age of 69. He's the leading scorer in Suns history with 15,666 points. Played in the NBA from 77 to 92. He was with the Suns for most of that. He was a six-time All-Star and the Rookie of the Year, averaging just under 19 points a game on 51.1% shooting. He was nicknamed the Greyhound, but the amazing Al McCoy gave him several other nicknames, including Candyman, Sweet D, the Man with the Velvet Touch. Um... I'll, I'll end with a couple short videos here to honor Walter Davis, but did you guys have any comments you wanted to make? No, it's just always, you know, Walter Davis is a historic name and he's a little bit uh, before our time. Um, so it's, it's important to keep the sun's history alive. And uh, you know, it's, it's always sad that one, one of the greats uh, of, of your, uh, your sports franchise uh, passes. Um, I know it. uh, We've certainly had some other great players as well, and um, and Walter was certainly. I mean, go back and watch some footage uh, of those uh, games he played in the '70s. 
It's a little bit different game than it is today, but uh, it uh, there's no doubt that he was one of the best at the time. Yeah, yeah and it's a horrible ahead. thing. And sorry, Keith, it's a it's a horrible thing when a legend and a, a son's family member passes away or falls ill or whatever the case is. So of course it's a horrible thing, but the sons are doing pretty good to honor his memory so far. And it's not something that um, old mate Ishby is going to let slide easily. You know, it, it, the due, due respect will be given. And yeah, I think so far it's been a fairly fitting tribute. And for those who did not get to see him live, let's show a quick highlight of Sweet D. On him, here he comes again. Walter Davis is a one-man show. And, uh, you know, when you see... And those shorts were fire, weren't they? (laughs) (laughs) They certainly were. And when you see plays like that, you can see why... You have Bryant Gumble sitting down with a rookie, Michael Jordan, and having this exchange. You ever saw? Uh, to play against, have to be Walter Davis. High praise indeed from the best wow. player of all time. LeBron said that? <laughs> but um, Do not stop. You, you <laughs> young fired. Go <laughs> learn some history. Come on now. Do they teach history anymore? Not that history. Scottie Pippen carried him. Of course, Walter Davis had his number retired. He is in the Ring of Honor. And on Saturday, just after our show, we did have a Ring of Honor ceremony as we also thrashed the Jazz that day. But, you know, the Ring of Honor ceremony was great. We finally took down the video boards and put up some real banners in the rafters for the 15 current members of the Ring of Honor. Stoudemire and Marion will join later this year. They're each going to have their own special day. Uh, They also had local artists draw murals for the Ring of Honor members. Um, How did you guys like that uh, Ring of Honor ceremony they had there last week? I'll be honest, I missed it. Um, uh, So I didn't get to see much except the highlights uh, and kind of video clips since. But uh, no, it, it's definitely, uh, I, I thought, you know, I, I, I'm, I'll be contrarian a little bit here. I, I didn't think Sarver did a horrible job. I mean, I still remembered the time when um, they put uh, Al McCoy's uh, jersey in the rafters, essentially, and, and uh, they brought out like a baby grand piano and, and let him play for it uh, for a while and let him talk to the crowd. And that was, that was when uh, he was there. But obviously, just kind of the refocus of it is a whole nother level what Ishby is bringing. And that's, what's exciting about it. So, um, you know, I, I think it, I don't, you know, for example, I've seen a lot of like Lakers legend jerseys, you know, get retired and Celtics ones, obviously the two biggest and most successful franchises in the association. Um, it's important for the Suns to have their own. And I think we're finally kind of, you know, uh, taking that ownership of, of, you know, that pride in it. And cause I mean, I don't know who's all in the, for example, I, I don't know, the uh, Hornets uh, retired jerseys or, you know, their ring of honor, essentially. So uh, I'm sure there's some great names, but, you know, we've got some amazing people that have played for the Suns. Uh, we've yet to get the title, but uh, I mean, we've had some, you know, as as every Suns fan knows, we've had some amazing rides along the way, uh, whether it was the 70s finals run, 
the uh, the Barkley years, the seven seconds or less uh, Western Conference, uh, you know, uh, finals uh, competitions, um, or you know, obviously the most recent uh, uh, run against the Bucks in the finals. We've had some historic rides. They've been amazing along the way. We haven't quite gotten there yet, but we've had some amazing uh, characters of our Phoenix Suns story so far. And so I like what Ishby is doing to shine recognition on those characters. Uh, very well deserved. And and it's it's exciting to kind of get that refresh of taking pride in, in those people that we've had. Yeah, it was an awesome, awesome um ceremony i didn't get to catch the whole lot but what i did see you know the the fact that ishbi was front and center but not in the way that sava would be he wasn't you know hey guys look what i'm doing it was i'm here let's you know thank you move on let's let the guys talk but you, you, you're talking about sava letting um al play the the piano look at it a different way did he let al or did he tell al get out there and sing play well, the piano now <laughs> I will say this. I, I do remember that moment because I, I, you know, me being a huge Al McCoy guy, uh, clearly uh, I was on. Um, but uh, no, I, I do remember it because the, what made me chuckle the most when I watched it. And I, I don't know if you guys remember it um, as well. Uh, but I remember Sarver was I think he gave him a gift of, a, of the baby grand piano, too. And uh, and so you, he's like, yeah, and Al, we're putting you up in the rafters. And, you know, the, the, there you go. You got your jersey and everything. And Al just sits down and starts then he starts playing on the keys and uh and and sarver's like and al look what else look what else and then it, Al's like, so i think it wasn't so much you're gonna play the piano i think it was hey i've got yeah. a gift for you and al's just yeah, like i'll ah! get that like a kid in a candy store man he was lost like you could say like now the make sure you read the, out, the card stuff that's come out about sarver man i would not be surprised but all right for fun sure. fact because we're here to educate people as well as entertain the Hornets have only retired one jersey, and it was Bobby Phil's number thirteen. Uh, his jersey was retired in two thousand, about a month after he passed away from an accident. So he's the only person the Hornets have uh, retired. There you go. But this is wow. a sunspot. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the best part for me was just seeing all the legends back and they're so happy to be around phoenix and be around this team you know lately we've seen stoudemire and marion come back and say glowing things about the suns during the ceremony barkley said i ain't leaving arizona till i'm dead but you know the best part for me personally was watching the pregame show and hearing this comment from steve nash Oh, six and four year old, and we thought, let's go back to Phoenix. Let's uh, give him a little space and a uh, little little time to run around and get him off the screens and uh, watch these sons win a championship. Nice, oh, man. So Nash Ooh. is pumped up just like we are. Got them Getting the chill bumps, bumps Samo, huh? <laughs> time to yeah, fire Vogel and hire Steve Nash, head coach. No. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no not, not quite that much. The defense hasn't oh, been that bad yet. Hang on. Well, yeah, all right. That can be for next week. <laughs> but, you know, when we played the Jazz game that day, I thought we were headed to that championship. You know, we were up 30 points. It seemed like we were still fighting for every single rebound and loose ball. And I thought, you know, this is what championship teams do. But then I realized, you know, the Jazz were on a back-to-back course we had the two spurs games later that brought us down so 
I don't really take anything away from that Jazz game now. How about you guys? Is that the right outlook? Just kind of throw that away. No, I, I think I think uh, I, I I might I actually you know I, I was right there with you because you know that opening night, no Beal right, and I know no Draymond Green for the Warriors as well. But um, you know neither team quite full strength, but we're pretty close to full strength. Uh, both teams and uh it was a hard-fought game but a clear victory for the suns um then the lakers game no booker no beal and really we almost came out of there i feel like with the win um you know the lakers had to go full strength and could barely beat us and you know i just thought oh shoot if any of the other guys were playing uh booker or beal we win that one then we go out and just wreck the jazz and so i started getting a little confident the the Spurs certainly humbled us, and uh, and so we're a little bit back at the the starting line. So I, I don't know. I, I look at the Jazz game as yeah, certainly flash in the pan. It's not going to be uh, that's not going to be you know what we're going to be doing most games this season. But I got a feeling, even though Beal still didn't play in that one, I got a feeling like that is what we should expect a little bit more when we are full strength. I think, you know, and you're right, jazz back to back and, and, you know, but again, we had no Beal and, uh, and, uh, Booker's hurting and stuff like that. And, and, oh yeah, Booker didn't even play in that one. So no, I, I think that jazz win is what we need to see more of against teams like the jazz and honestly like the Spurs, but I know we're going to get into more details on that one in a bit. You can yeah. never discount a win. Doesn't doesn't matter on circumstances. A win is a win. It's in the right column. Um, and yeah, you said it perfectly, Jake. We should take down a team like that. We definitely should. Mm. And the and, Jazz have just come off beating Clippers. I mean, again, the Jazz are not roadkill. They're not a tanking team. I mean, nobody tanks in the early part of the season. They all see if they just happen to catch a spark early. A couple of um, teams are doing a good job of looking like it, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. And Brian Bradshaw in the chat asked the question of the day, any word on Booker yet? I don't think they've announced whether he's playing yet. They had said he was questionable. Mm. You know, it's a quick turnaround on this early game. He did play a lot of minutes the other night. Uh, they probably need to see how that ankle responds. I think he's probably a game-time decision, but I think there's a good chance he plays, but we've also got a back-to-back here with tomorrow, so they've got to be careful. But uh, we did have some other very interesting news this week. Our rival Clippers got James Harden. They got Harden, P.J. Tucker, and someone you've never heard of. They sent out Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, K.J. Martin, a couple firsts, a couple seconds. And, you know, Jake and I have been arguing about whether this is a good move or not for the Clippers. So we're going to have to take it down to Suns Planet Court and uh, see if we can figure out who's right here. Now doing the theme to the people's court. Oh, boy. You know. Jake is coming in hot. Play for the job you want. Uh, 
lead attorney, Sun's Planet. People scored. Well, I look terrible now. I'm going before the honorable Judge Hammer here in a second, and uh, I'm pretty Well, you're, you're dressed like the people. That's the important thing. It's the people's court here, you know. We're going to keep it real here on the Sun's Planet Court. <laughs> Oh, yay. Oh, yay. <laughs> Sun's Planet Court is in session. The Honorable Judge Hammer presiding. State your case. Morning, Judge. Who's, who's, who's kicking us off here, Judge? We shall hear from Sunderous Dunks. All right, you know... First, you look at P.J. Tucker. You can't really count him as part of this trade. He's so washed. He gives you two points, four rebounds a game. Used to be able to play defense. He can't stay in front of anybody anymore. Don't even count him. The Clippers also gave up a lot of forward depth. They're so top-heavy now. It's all about Harden, and that dude is washed. He is so inefficient. The last three years, he shot around 40 to 41%, 32 to 33% on threes. He's even worse in the playoffs. He hasn't went deep in the playoffs since five years ago with the Rockets because he shoots 39 to 40% in the playoffs. I'll reserve the rest of my time for rebuttal. Thank you. Fallen Fando. Well, first off, again, uh, good morning, good evening, uh, uh, honorable judge, and and to the to the fans in the stands. You know me; I'm the champ that runs the camp. Uh, excited to be here today, uh, and let me just say that my esteemed colleague makes some great points. And before I go into rebuttal, I'll, I'll start, state my opening case. James Harden is still a prolific player. Leading the league in assists with 10.7 last year and helping Joel Embiid finally get his uh, missing MVP, taking the team deep into the playoffs and really should have won against the 76ers. Unfortunately, they did lose that game and uh, did lose that series for them. So coming to the Clippers, what does that mean? Well, the Clippers were the fifth seed, took the Suns quite a bit of effort uh, for the Suns to defeat them. In fact, Paul George didn't play and Kawhi Leonard ended up missing some games as well. So we ended up having to beat a Russell Westbrook-led Clippers team. Nick Batum, Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, those guys are good for five to ten minutes a game. But P.J. Tucker still can play some defense. He's never been a big stat guy. It's like a Dennis Rodman, you know, uh, scoring efficiency type guy, but he will play great defense. He can still do it. And James Harden, shooting percentages are lower. That's true. But this guy is still a prolific scorer, 21 points a game. And as I mentioned, 10.7 assists, throwing 6.1 rebounds, joining the likes of Russ Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. This is a team that is one of the most uh, dangerous teams for the Suns going forward. As again, we had trouble beating them in the playoffs last year without Paul George, without James Harden, and without Kawhi Leonard for most of it. So... I think that this is a huge move for the Clippers. And honestly, the guys that the Clippers sent out, not quite sure that uh, you'll remember their names uh, moving forward. So I think this is a huge move for the Clippers. It's certainly an all-in push, and it's going to be very exciting to see. We'll leave with uh, Sanders Stunk's rebuttal. All right. You know, 
I don't care how many points or assists this guy puts up because you can't trust him on or off the court. You know, off the court, we know he's going to the strip clubs every night, coming in late. You know, he's quit on his last three teams. He shows up in fat suits whenever he wants. And on the court, you can't trust him either. You know, you are such a top-heavy team, much more top-heavy than the Suns now. You got four stars. West, Russell Westbrook is already one of the most ball-dominant guys in the league. Now you're going to add another ball-dominant guy in James Harden? How are those two guys going to coexist? I don't think they can. And, you know, I heard it from the man himself, your Honorable Judge Sir Hamo, if I may submit a quick exhibit. Continue. Thank you. I'm not a system player. I am a system. There you go. How can you coexist with a bunch of stars if you think you the whole solar system? I rest my case. Poland Panda rebuttal. Your Honor, uh, what happened to freedom of speech? Huh? I mean, a, a man can certainly talk of a strong game and, and talk about how fantastic of a player he is. Let's be honest, not that long ago, we uh, people assumed the Brooklyn Nets were the uh, most likely to win the NBA Finals with Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant. We have a Kevin Durant, and we now think we are going to the Finals. Uh, James Harden is still a prolific player. As I mentioned, 10.7 assists. Going back to last year's Clippers team that did make the playoffs and was the fifth seed, and we faced them in the first round, their leading assist man uh, before Russell Westbrook ended up showing up was Paul George with just over five assists a game. Now you're adding James Harden, with, who got nearly 11 and led the league. I think that's how you feed those hungry players. Kawhi and Paul do not need the ball in their hands to create. Those guys, and we saw with uh, Kawhi Leonard, unfortunately, when healthy, is still a fantastic player. And re really, that's what it's going to come down to. The Clippers have to stay healthy, and I get that. That's a big concern. But James Harden's strip clubs in L.A. are going to be a little bit different than the ones in Philly. Uh, and uh, and he knows the L.A. area. Russ Westbrook, he knows. And so I think he is very excited to be there. Um, will he be reliable? I'm not sure. But, you know, a lot of people said the Suns were lacking depth when we went and got uh, Bradley Beal. Um, let's remember, Terrence Mann was not shipped out in this trade. They still have the likes of uh, Zubak at center and Mason Plumley at center. This is still a strong team, uh, and they have uh, a strong, some strong bench players. And similar to us, they're going all in. They have four guys that can legitimately impact a game at any one moment. And granted, availability is going to be the big key, but I would rather take another big shot, uh, a time, big time player that might be available. And because when one of these guys inevitably goes down, which is what a lot of people are saying about Booker, Durant, and Beal. They will have that fourth option, and we're still sort of looking for our fourth option. So I think the Clippers, it was a smart move by them. They certainly won this trade, and James Harden is going to be a scary player with that uh, organization. A few choice words while I uh, deliberate on these, these findings. James Harden, if you are listening, this is your last chance your very last chance so whichever way the court decides today understand that the onus is on you from here on out 
this is a very, very hard ruling that I've had to make here today. Unfortunately, common sense is outweighing optimism at the moment. And I will be ruling in favor of Sandra Stunks. Thank you, Your Honor. I appeal. I appeal the ruling. I appeal to the, the Suns Universe podcast. This is absolutely absurd. Absurd. Kangaroo court. Kangaroo court. In my chambers. Oh, gosh. Well, you tell that us, Suns fun. fans, uh, when you get in this chat, you let us know. Is James Harden going to be an impact player? Is he going to be a good player for the Clippers? And you let us know. Do you side with the court? Do you side with uh, the Honorable uh, Hammer, uh, Judge Hammer, or and uh, and uh, my esteemed colleague, Sunder Stunks? Or do you think, oh, man, I feel like Clippers got away with one there. That's where I put it. Sort of in that, I mean, because, Keith, we agreed at least that the Suns certainly won that trade against the Wizards. And and we, we haven't even seen Bradley Beal, which – Rumors he's coming back this week. <laughs> Come on, Billy. All Show jokes aside, though. We'll all see. jokes aside, you make it you make a damn good argument for why, you know, they are all LA natives. Um yeah, he wanted to play there, but he wanted to play at Philly as well. He only wanted to play for Daryl. Oh, yeah. No, know, don't get like me wrong. Just... James Harden's a jerk. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't be excited. Well, I, I'd be excited like if the Suns would have got, I, I remember, uh, I think we were all part of those like early Twitter conversations, right? Of like, what would you guys say if like James Harden showed up on a minimum contract? And it was like, uh, I might swallow I, my pride. I'd be saying, <laughs> hi, my name is Hammer and welcome to the Charlotte Hornets podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I, know, I think, yeah. There, there was some talk, remember, oh, we, we, there was some talk that maybe Kyrie was going to be showing up to the Valley for a little bit too. So I, I, I'm glad that Phoenix avoided both been going uh, Kyrie years, and, yeah. and James. I'd rather keep uh, Beal, even though we still haven't seen him. But I'm excited for that experience, too. I'll tell you what, I had to get out of that week. I was starting to feel it a little bit too much. I want to know what the rest of that costume was. <laughs> As my Mrs. Wednesday 13 outfit for Halloween. I was wondering. <laughs> I was really afraid you were going to pound that gobble hammer on my head. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just lucky that I'm worthy enough to lift it. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah, honorable Judge Hamill, man. Honorable Judge. We definitely appreciate it. But, you know, appearing in court is exhausting. So, you know where we got to go. <clears throat> Let's go. What's the name of that, that nightclub of yours again? You talking about the Boom Boom Room? Yeah, the Boom Boom Room. That's it. Every time I see that picture, I just there's so many things going on, and I know I've seen it a million times, but like I pick up something new every time. Like, well, it's funny because like there's Hamo and he's like like looking real tough, and then there's Kevin Durant and he looks like he's staring at him like, "What are you doing?" (laughs) And Hamo's like, "What?" (laughs) And so it's every time that and you know Booker's and he brings his whole bathtub to the club, but you know it's his room, so he gets to. And yeah, welcome, Jo. 
Amen. And this week up in the club, it's El Valle Vibes. You know, I've got the new tourney court behind me. We can talk about that in a second. But, you know, they released the jerseys this week, and these things are fire. I've already ordered mine. I just got to wait for shipping. But uh, I put together a short video montage of the El Valle drop they did this week. You know, the majority of our fan base is Chicano. Um, I think it's super important. You know, yeah. you know, it wouldn't be a lowrider-inspired uniform if we didn't actually build the lowrider that inspired the campaign. We worked with Devin and his team to to really build this car in collaboration with Bugs. Out there, we're represented. Like that's that's huge. Just give me goosebumps talking about it now. So, Jake, whether it's the jerseys, the car, whatever it is, are you feeling the El Valle vibes? Well, I see Hamo's getting his Chicano uh, bandana Yo, soy out Hamo. <laughs> Nice. Hablo Espanol. Uh, yeah, también. No, um, no. I, I, I'll be honest. I like it. I, I do like. I like the 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 kind of the teal blue. I, I thought we went a little heavy on that teal blue last year with the um, uh, was it the kind of the native tribes of Arizona um, uh, apparel, and and it was just it was almost too much teal blue. And for anyone that's been through Arizona um uh that they, they love those stones uh <laughs> like any any leather shop that you go into uh usually also has some stones uh, of the teal uh, variety and so i don't know i a little bit more toned down i like the purple and uh i think it's a, it's a sharp look and uh yeah a little bit of chicano pride uh for the community and uh there's a lot of good things going on it's a good feel Tell you what, they look a lot better than some of the other courts I seen yesterday, man. Like I was talking with a few of my my Aussie guys, and that that Nuggets court, that was so hard to look at, dude. Like that hurt your eyes. It was bad. This one, I think, is it's quite pretty. You know, the the court itself. I've already ordered an El Valle jersey. Of course, I have had to. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of culture in general. Um, what we were doing with the Native American stuff last year, I thought was really awesome. Got to learn a, a little bit about that culture, which is really cool. Um, yeah, always always like the Hispanic culture and how that fits into the American culture as well and back and forth. So awesome, man. And, and hey, Book got a new ride out of it. That's a beautiful car. And, um, yeah, basically gave me an excuse to wear my purple rag. <laughs> That looks awesome. You know, Gio in the chat is saying no Booker today. I'm seeing mm. a few tweets about that as well. Uh, that's we, can't really we can't believe anything at this stage, can we? It was it was hours removed from um, the the tweet or the Vogel, whatever it was, saying that um, unforeseeable timeline or unforeseeable return or whatever it was, and Book come rolling out that day. So you just you can't believe what they're saying. Well, they're in warm-ups right now, aren't they? So we should have a confirmation. It's a little over an hour to tip. I don't okay. know if they've put out the official confirmation yet, but, uh, you know, it's oh, disappointing. Dwayne Rankin said Devin Booker out today against 76ers. Uh, Dwayne Rankin is the Arizona sports uh, reporter, um, or excuse me, Arizona Central. I want to give him, and he said he experienced some ankle soreness uh, uh, on the long flight uh, and has a short turnaround, but he's hopeful. Uh, we'll play in the second of the back-to-back -back Sunday, uh, so he, he's hopeful that uh, Detroit. So 
let, let that uh, swelling uh, come down a little bit. And uh, yeah, if you've ever had a, to fly and you've ever been a little hurt, it does kind of uh, mess with your uh, ailment at the moment. So, oh yeah, the pain is times ten. Yeah, and it's early game. They got the back-to-back, so it makes sense to be cautious. It's still early in the season, so, you know, it's all about the playoffs. We don't need him to break his ankle right now for sure. Um, Enjoy some red his house. You guys all saw that house tour video that he did like a year or two ago, right? It's a sweet place. (laughs) Oh, tumble. (laughs) (laughs) It depends which room you want to Drink wine and the amount of amount of money and time he puts back into his community, man. Um, you can afford to to let yourself live a little, and you know, just while we're on what he's doing too, like I don't know how many people out there in the in the world know much about his family life and what he's doing with his sister. You know, she's a um, trisomy ten twenty one, which is the the extra gene that um, Down syndrome people have, Uh, and the awareness and stuff he's raising for that too is just super awesome, dude. You, you got to love it. You have to. Yeah, Devin Booker is always doing the right things on and off the court. Uh, it was great to see him in this El Valle release and see his culture and everything. Um, you know, we are getting two different courts for the El Valle. We've got the court behind me, which is the tournament court that we'll see at least in the two home games that we have in the tourney, including this Friday against the Lakers. And then we also have a separate El Valle court for the rest of the year when we play in the El Valle jerseys. That's a little more basic, but, you know, both courts look great. But just as far as this tournament goes, and uh, this tournament court, which I at least think looks a lot better than most of those other tournament courts. You guys have any opinions on this whole tournament thing? Uh, go ahead, Amal. I, I am. I've spoke to about eight people, and I'm still only just being able to put <clears throat> together the pieces of what the hell is actually happening here. Um. Up until this morning, I didn't realize these games counted towards the 82. I just thought, like, man, we're two weeks into a season. What are we doing a bloody tournament for? You know what I mean? Um, so from what I understand, and I'm probably wrong, because it has happened uh, happened once. It was a Tuesday. Um, the The only outcome is bragging rights and money. It doesn't give you any type of extra placement or stature in the playoffs or any type of advantage in the playoffs. Is that correct? That's true. Correct. Okay. Yeah, all right. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just, no, I, I just, that's, I'm not with it, dude. I'm, with you, just, I'm not yeah. feeling it. This is the one reason why I, I've kind of um, changed my mind on it a little bit is that it's not – I think it's what only one extra game if you happen to make the finals. If if I'm not mistaken, I Correct. could be wrong. Only that, two but... teams in the finals, right? So because otherwise it's built into the regular season. So that to me was the biggest thing because I was like, these guys <clears throat> in the load management era were not looking to go add another eight games uh, to you know their regular season for an extra million bucks or something like that. Um, now I I do think it's kind of interesting because we have to keep in mind that the Suns are extremely salary-wise top-heavy. 
Um, you know, we've got what, like eight guys on minimum contracts. So it's like, Hey, do you guys want the chance to come in and make 50% of your salary, uh, very quickly? Um, so there, there might be some incentive for those kind of guys, like a Josh Akogi is, you know, the guy, Hey, go, go get your money, kid. Um, you know, I could totally see a Booker, a Durant or, um, you know, a Beal, uh, saying, you know, Oh, I rolled my ankle and I'm not going to play through it for this tournament. It, it, and so that makes um, a lot of sense. Yeah. And, and you're right. So there's not like a, you don't get extra home court advantage or something in the true playoff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the most important thing for me was the building it into the regular season. So it's not a detraction. It just makes these games that as, as I think even Keith had made a, a comment on uh, um, earlier uh, uh, or a few days ago was, you know, a lot of NBA fans don't start paying attention until after Christmas. Well, now we've got a little something to kind of juice us up a little bit yeah. here in November and yeah. December. So I, I'm here for it. That's it's a, a, it's a, it'll be an more. interesting take to see, um, you know, but it, it's definitely a playing for pride. Uh, you know, the, the guys that don't quite make the big bucks, you know, they can, they can pay for, uh, you know, Booker's next bottle of wine and uh, as a gift, if uh, you know, we help get over it and, and, you know, I'm sure these guys are going to bring, um, some uh, some energy to it i hope and and uh that's that's what we want from from these role players especially they need to be tested and we're seeing that early and uh and test them as much as we can before the playoffs that's what we want to see absolutely and they're doing it on the non-football days tuesdays and fridays you know they've picked i this appreciate very- that too <laughs> <laughs> they've done this very carefully i actually love it you know i think it's a great idea um, you know, the regular season is so meaningless. Why not try to make it a little more interesting? The best part for me by far is the courts. You know, I was tuning in a little bit last night to games that I wouldn't normally watch just to see those courts. You know, and the the Bulls one with all the red was pretty ugly, but the Thunder one with that blue and the Warriors game was really nice. You know, I watched almost the whole fourth quarter of that game. And uh, I love the court, but... Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. I, I tuned in with, like, 0.2 seconds to go. <laughs> so, yeah, the Thunder yeah, got uh, Sorry, that was that sure. was a nice one, yeah. The referees are just making up rules as they go, but, you know, the El Valle Let's court with the blue and the purple looks so amazing. I really think it's the best. But, you know, this week, we were not the best. What the hell happened in the two games against San Antonio? We should have won both of these games. We lost them both. The first one, we were up big, and then we blew it at the end. The second one was just the total reverse. Booker came back. We were feeling good, and we had a big comeback. But then Wemby just went off and scored almost the next 12 points by himself. Uh, Jake, can you tell me what the hell happened against San Antonio this week? Yeah, please, Jake. A lot of us are looking for answers. <laughs> I'm still looking for answers. Um, I'll be honest. Uh, I think I think I predicted we were going to just crush the Spurs, and I thought this was going to be a um, the scariest thing was going to be playing against the Mantis, the praying Mantis that is uh, Wembenyana. And <clears throat> Spurs fans, you humbled me. Um, and uh, rumor is we, we got this tape um, and I'm a little nervous to play it because, you know, I don't want to get in trouble with the, uh, you know, the team. But this was what uh, uh, was coming from, I believe, uh, Frank Vogel's press conference. This was uh, 
taped afterwards, and it was, I think, a warning to uh, the NBA in general. Let's uh, take a look at what he had to say. You still don't get it, do you? He'll find her. That's what he does. That's all he does. You can't stop him. He'll wait for you, reach down her throat, and pull her fucking... Oh, so, you know, and that's why I got cut off. Unfortunately, you know, that's not uh, for PG, and, and clearly we still have some trimming to do on that. But um, <laughs> uh, the important thing is, guys, Wemby's for real. <laughs> I, I, I was really expecting that whole, like, hey, he's Giannis. Look at this real tall, skinny guy with good fundamentals. <clears throat> He'll be good in three years when he, you know, eats a steak um, a little or bit. something like yeah. that. You know, we experienced the number one pick, DeAndre Ayton, and uh, so uh, years of, hey, there's a flash of decency. Shape and size. And, yeah, and and he'll, he'll get better over time. And Wemby, I was like... <laughs> We're going to run through this big man. Um, we didn't. And not only did we not, the Spurs have some impressive young players right now. Um, they certainly, they kind of, I wish I could say they reminded me of the sons of, uh, you know, years ago, maybe bubble sons in a way. They are clearly punching above their weight right now. Um, yeah, from, from a pure basketball standpoint, point, it was fun to watch if you like the Spurs, especially um, to see like a, a team acting very hungry to go out and show the likes of a Kevin Durant and a Booker that they um, want to be in the league. From a Suns perspective, I, <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it's uh, We were up 20 in, in the first game, and the lead dwindled, and it was, it was the Kevin Durant show. And then, personally, I get a little nervous when Kevin Durant – He's one of the greatest players to ever play. I'm not sure if he's one of the greatest players every night at the moment now. And and, and I'm, what I mean by that is <clears throat> I just don't know if he's a top five player right now. And uh, and, I, and I think that's a fair discussion. Is, is he still a top 20? Absolutely. Um, I, I'd say that's for sure. But when you are going into the teeth of the defense and shooting fadeaway jumpers mid-range against two players – he was hitting it, and that so I get why he continued to try it. But in that fourth quarter, when the lead was dwindling, I get nervous when he tries to do the Durant takeover show. I but again, I get it because there was nobody else helping him. That the, the team went from "Hey, we're all with you" going up twenty to the fourth quarter of just the the, the role players, the Grayson Allens and, and the Gordons, just could not buy a basket, and they just looked like they were just going to stand and, and and let Kevin do his thing. And I don't know if that's part of. Kevin just saying, "Hey, get out of the way. I got this." Or if that's the Vogel coaching decision, or if it's if it's role players freezing up in the moment. Um, that being game one, I know a lot of people talked about the the non foul call and whether or not it should have been a foul. I'm the kind of guy that you know. To me, it's a little bit like blaming your field goal kicker for missing a, a, a gimme field goal at the end of a game. Uh, at, but you know, we were up three touchdowns essentially. Um, you can't get frustrated because of that one missed call or the one guy misses one play um, because we shouldn't have been in that position. Uh, if we want to take the league this year and and win the title, you can't go up 20 and then let a team back in. And then, and then the other game, uh, I'll just briefly touch on that one because it was a little less controversial, but Booker came in, played great, um, but uh, it was playing great in he quarter two Bamba, and quarter man. three and a little bit quarter four. And, you know, quarter one, you can't let a team go up over 20 points because that's what we did. And the Spurs actually defended uh, their lead. Uh, so 
I don't know. Wemby's for real. That's clear to me now. And uh, and as uh, as we joked, that that's a warning shot to the whole league uh, that we're that Wemby's going to be for real, and Spurs are going to have some interesting games. We're yeah. going to need to see these role players do a little bit more than just their role, though, on some of these games. And you know, I'll be honest. Another player I got a little frustrated with a little bit. I don't know if you guys noticed it. Um, Eric Gordon. I think there was um I think there was a jump ball the situation on the Spurs end of the court and uh and they knocked it back and a Spurs player recovered it and it was just him and Gordon and Gordon gave up before they even crossed half court it was just like he yes. he's and and maybe yep. it's his age he's not going to run guys down and he never really was a run guy it's down and block it but you know it, it's it's we're going to need to see a little bit more hustle I think than these guys were hoping and maybe these are kind of the buckets of cold water uh, type situations where uh, this is what the team needs. They need to be humbled early out of the gate. I wish we would just wreck teams, honestly. And I think that's the frustration that a lot of Suns fans are feeling. Just wreck these teams we're supposed to. Congratulations, Spurs. Tip of the cap. And Suns, we got to refocus. We have to refocus. Long rant. Sorry. But that's, that's, no, there's, there was not, look. there was not a silver bullet. Like, oh, this guy sucked. We need to replace him. Uh, bright spot. KBD. And I think Keith, you, you were like in KBD a little bit, especially in that uh, second game. I think that's where he got the run and KBD has got some, uh, I'd like to see him over this year. Little right now. He's that's got for sure. some hoops, man. Absolutely. That was kind of the bright spot of that second game. KBD finally got some serious burn. A lot of us <laughs> thought he should be in the rotation, even be a starter at the very beginning of the season. And they weren't playing him at all. And I think we saw in that last game that he definitely has a lot to give. You know, I really hope he's in the rotation going forward. Uh, as long as he hits shots, he's a good defender. He does a little bit of everything. And, you know, they didn't even start a Kogi in the second half because Wimbanyama was leaving him and guarding everybody else. And so they started Yuta in the second half. And, you know, Yuta had his parents in from Japan this week, and it was really disappointing because he had an awful week, you know. But uh, at least we got to see some KBD. You, know, you, you most- think it's like a traditional Japanese parent situation where, like, after the game, you'd have went back to his parents. He's like, how'd I do? And they're like, we were so disappointed in you. You should have become, you should have gone to work in the offices. Really made our mildly family proud. Racist, become a doctor. Mildly racist, but yeah, I know what you're saying. What? No, that is so not <laughs> Those are no, proud no, parents yeah. pushing their yeah, children. No, that is so far away. And and from what I what I saw of Uta, man, I think he had a decent game. Like okay. um, I, I may be getting confused between the two Spurs games because that does happen quite often. Um, but victory win Binyama hmm. was nice. I like that. I, I I can't claim it. I've seen it somewhere. I stole it. And I'm sorry. I'm too. You stupid. borrowed the brilliance. Borrowed the brilliance. Well, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I said a few weeks on the Aussies, how do you block a shot like that? And then we've seen a couple blokes around the NBA actually block it once or twice, you know? And then he just like, oh, maybe if I just jump this much more, no one will be able to block me. And he did it. And it's like, <laughs> crap, we're screwed. <laughs> well can we real quick i wanted to jump back though and say because uh, you mentioned blocking you know I, there was a couple times where i saw like I, I particularly remember a grayson allen drive to the basket 
And then I think he tried to reverse the layup against Wembenyana. Wembenyana. Um, Wemby. We'll just go with Wemby against Wemby. And, and I was like, you know, it kind of reminded me like if you were like 10 and you're playing against your older brother in basketball or something who's, you know, much taller than you, he doesn't even have to jump. And it was just like, <laughs> it kind of made me just sit there and Get be like, that Great stuff out of you me. have played enough basketball to know that a layup at your size against somebody against Wembenyana's size, you're not faking oh. him out with your reverse layup. He doesn't. You, you can't fake him out because he's so much bigger than you. The recovery time is not necessary. He just moved. He, he didn't even jump. He just moved his hand over it. Like he cleared so much of basketball room that <laughs> Grayson should have passed out. I don't know how these guys did not expect it. Uh, I, I saw a couple deep shot threes that Wemby came out and blocked down to. Um, the, there was a few plays though. I'll say this, that Nurkic and uh, Eubanks, and, and I was a little frustrated with Nurkic's uh, production, but um, we're going to need some of those enforcer type guys. Cause you saw them really Eubanks did a good mo- job. Mo- use their bodies to actually clear some space. We need more of that because the Kevin Durant can't do that. And Booker, limited to what he can do and kind of and pushing people around. We need a little bit more meat uh, down there to kind of clear some room out. Uh, but Keith, uh, Eubanks is quick yeah. too. I don't know if you've noticed. I'm sorry, Keith, we're rambling oh, here, yeah. but um, Eubanks is very quick on his feet. I noticed a few times there that he got switched up. It looks like they were going to drive baseline and he was he was rolling, preparing for that. Yeah, they're coming from the, the corner three scenario and it looked like they were going to roll baseline. He was ready to roll in and then all of a sudden it went out to the three point and he he got there pretty pretty damn quickly like for for a big dude he he can move i like him he might not run very quick from end to end but in transitional defense he's quick not fast yeah yeah yeah, yeah, especially for a big guy i think that's a good description yeah he's I, i think it's i think it's underrated man i think most of the time we just we see the end result where he just actually gets that defense set or he gets the block or whatever it is, but it's not a big highlight moment. I, I think it's something that goes unnoticed. He's, he's quite quick on his feet, especially against Wemby. Yeah, Eubanks looks good. He outplayed Nurkic in that last game, but, you know, he's still a backup center. You know, my worry is if we have a starting center right now. You know, Nurkic has not looked very good the last couple of games. And, you know, maybe it's just because he's going against Wimby. We'll see. But that's definitely my biggest concern right now about the Suns is can Nurkic hold up? We'll see. We might need to make a deal at the deadline. But, you know, even though we had such a terrible week, we still got to give out some awards. And the first one is this one. We'll be walking on the sun. So, Hamo, you seem like you're feeling the vibes there. Who was walking on the sun for you this week? Uh, it's it's 3 a.m. on a Sunday morning here. If I'm not feeling the vibes, I'm asleep. Um, <laughs> nah. Look, Booker went crazy. I, I'm just going to go with my heart. I get in trouble all the time for not having a, a reasonable argument on the Aussies. Not get in trouble, sorry, but I'll get get shut down quickly because I don't have a, a viable argument because I just normally vote these kinds of things with my heart. But I'm going to continue that trend. Um, I'm going to go with – I just love what I've seen out of Jordan Goodwin, man. 
I just I just love his dedication. His his numbers have been pretty solid to start the year in terms of defense. He's not going to be your your scorer all the time, but I just love watching that brother run run around and just create havoc for everyone, like he did to us in that final series against Milwaukee a few years back. Um, he will be one of the key reasons to why our defense helps us win a championship this year. So, yeah, Jordan Goodman for me. J-O-G. Interesting. And, Jake, what about you? Who was walking on the sun? Well, actually, uh, I've got one, but um, uh, can I let you go first so I can pull it up? Sure, yeah, no problem. You know, for me, the guy that was the most impressive this week was Grayson Allen. You know, he scored 17, 19, and 16 in the three games. He made at least three threes in uh, all three games. He was four for five in the last game. And, uh, you know, he was definitely the most impressive for me. So, uh, Jake, how, how about you? Who was walking on the sun this week? Just, Wait a minute. Sorry, so are you talking I'm about this? Can you be scary? Oh, oh, I know you're asking me. Can I be scary? What do you think of this? I'm Grayson Allen. <laughs> Absolutely. It still gets me. <laughs> Jay, Especially I tell you how what, monotone Jake, it is. <laughs> Grayson every, Allen. Uh, every time I see him walking around on the court, a little bit of a smile on his face, I just think back to what you said, and you nailed it perfectly. My dad is a lawyer. <laughs> what? He's just got that that smugness that um, I, they're Can't nothing similar. I, I, I kind of compare it to Bill Lambeer back in the day, man. I'm a massive Bill Lambeer fan, and I, he's not as bravado as Bill Lambeer, but they got that same sort of energy. And, yeah, my dad's a lawyer. It's just like he's looking at the ref like these, these are going in, eh? even if they bounce out. Yeah, why? Because my dad's a lawyer. <laughs> uh side note uh did you ever play bill lambeer's was it future basketball or uh is bill lambeer's basketball video game it sounds terrible. familiar i think i did <laughs> but he legit had his own basketball game and it was wow it was like an early version of nba jam where you could just like beat people up on your way to the basket um yeah but, uh, awesome <laughs> <laughs> right uh you know they, they, they knew his they knew his play style um my my uh, son Walker this week. Let's see if I, I picked the right one. A king or a little street sweeper, but sooner or later you dance with the reaper. <laughs> Get down with your bed, <laughs> So I missed the one where his face is actually in it. That was my bad. But yeah, Kevin Durant, the Slim Reaper. Um, like I said, a little frustrated with uh, some of that kind of Q4 uh, uh, work that he was trying. Um, but for the most part, let's keep in mind, he was keeping us in the game. Uh, and uh, we would not have been up by 20 without Kevin Durant. And um, sometimes your best ability is availability. And let's be honest, were we expecting that Kevin Durant would play in every single Suns game out of the uh, out of the gate? If you were going to tell me no. who's going to be most available for these first handful of games, Booker, Beal, or Durant. I probably would have said Durant is the least likely um, to be available for all the games. <laughs> well, he would be the most likely to be available, yes. He'd still um, be going. Yeah. But Kevin Durant, I think, is um, he certainly was the best player for me um, uh, for the two games. 
I think, again, I think when Booker plays, he's the best player. And there's been moments, I think last week, I, I said Josh Okogi, uh, oh, could you blow me? Um, you know, as the best in uh, okay. the, the early set of games. But Durant, his consistency um, has been impressive. I'd like to see him facilitate offense more. And we saw that a little bit in that Jazz game where he was really assisting uh, a lot of other players. Uh, so I want to see him kind of find that niche of when to take over a game and when to get the rest of the role players in so we don't have to do as much iso ball. Sunwalker of the week, Kevin Durant, for what was a really bleak week. Yeah, you know, he was great, but most guys were not. And so Who you got, Dunks? Who you got? Well, as far as the Sunwalker, it was Grayson Allen. But, you know, most guys were not good this week. And so this might be a more appropriate award. All right, Hamo. So a lot of choices this week. But who was the black hole sun, the sun in your disgrace? DeAndre Ayton in that clip, man. That gets more and more frustrating every week. <laughs> He's He can't hurt you anymore, Hamo. He's rebounding for another team. It's just why he could not rebound gone. for us. I don't know. but No more Baba Yaga. Um, uh, look, there was a lot of disappointments this week. Uh, there's a couple of guys who just kept trying to shoot and it just wasn't falling. I'm just going to go with Nurk. He just didn't have a great week. Uh, his, his numbers were okay, but I love the guy. Um, Savage slam dunk. Rebound with the sound of this welcome funk. Bossy and beast from the wide, wide east. He does not deserve that drop this week, man. No, but I tell you what, check out what what is it? I keep forgetting the second one. It's Dubiosa Collective or something. Yes. Yeah, Dubiosa Collective, man. Check them out. That's just some funky, funky music. Um, but yeah, no, Nurk was was uh, not Nurk this week. Moving on. <laughs> well, uh, then let me say jerk, um, because yes, uh, Yusuf Nurkic, uh, let's see, first game, well, a game yeah, against yeah. the Jazz, uh, oh yeah, uh, 23 minutes against the Jazz, he went three for eight for 10 points, uh, seven rebounds, six assists, so, I mean, we did we did clobber the Jazz, so I'm not super upset with that game uh, at all, but then we saw game against the Spurs, we definitely were going to need him, uh, 30 minutes, 12 points on only four of 10 shooting, uh, 12 rebounds, four assists. Again, not terrible, but you know, I think we were hoping that he could kind of fill some gaps uh, when we are missing some of our best players. And then the, the last game against the Spurs, 19 minutes, seven points on two of five shooting, only three rebounds. So it was kind of a downhill since the Jazz game. And uh, I think we were all a little hyped uh, for Nurkic really doing what we always wished DA would in the first few games. And then, I don't know, he took the week off or something. So um, yeah, I'm wondering which Nurkic we'll get this week. It is the big question mark for the team, for sure. And, uh, you know, I originally was going to pick Nurkic, but just to throw a little spice in, I'll go with Josh Akogi. As I mentioned, he was not effective in the last game at all. 
and so they didn't play him much in the second half. He only played 12 minutes in that game. He had zero points, 0 for 2. The game before, he was 3 for 10 and 1 for 4 on threes. And uh, as Sir Hammo is showing up there, he was poop. Absolutely. So, yes, so and, many- and actually, he wasn't even great in that Jazz game. Seven points, one rebound, no assists, no steals, no blocks. Um, he had two blocks in the first Spurs game, two steals in the next game against the Spurs. So I, I know and fair, right? It's like Josh Okogie, we don't expect him to light up the scoreboard. Um, but you know, it, it, even his uh, defense wasn't as to, good as it usually is. We just and expect him to, we expect to be able to recognize him on the court, don't we? <laughs> we expect him to be on the court, uh, producing for Too sure. Many he was so bad Too at that, headbands. they took him off. Yeah. yeah, when you're when you're wearing the the spectacles like I am, and even though I've got a big like eighty inch TV, man, sometimes it's a bit hard. Like you used to be able to say, "Oh, it's Bill. He's wearing a headband." No, not now. <laughs> Thirty six blokes wearing a white headband. Can't work yeah, you, it out. Come on, sons. Uh, you got to change up the attire on occasion. Yeah. Well, he should be out there today, but Booker and Bill unfortunately will not play again. It's about 45 minutes to tip off in Philly. You know, it's so disappointing. Far. Yeah. <laughs> it's disappointing that Booker won't play because he always torches the 76ers. But, you know, these guys, the 76ers are 3-1. and one. They're second in the East behind the undefeated Celtics. They've only lost to the Bucks. They're beating teams by 12 a game, although it was just Portland and Toronto twice. You know, Joel is averaging 30 and 11. Maxi is averaging 27 a game. He was a player of the week. And then yeah. Kelly Oubre and Tobias Harris are both averaging 20 a game. And then now they got the new guys from the Clippers. Uh, Jake, do you think this is going to be the Kelly Oubre revenge game? Or are we going to pull <laughs> this thing out here today? Uh He's had a lot of chances at revenge, and I think the 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 best move for the Suns would be to allow Eric to uh, allow him to attempt revenge, um, because if the ball's in his hands, it's not in Embiid's hands, uh, and that that's a that's a chance I'll take. He has been playing all right, but yeah, th- those are the shots you got to live with. Um, it, it, it'll be a no Booker, no Beal, and let's not forget poor Damian Lee. Um, but uh, it's. I'll, it's going to be an uphill battle, get uh, but let's say if, if we get if we get this win, it'll be it'll be a good shot in the arm, that's for sure. But I, I would definitely say favoring the Sixers uh, uh, on bets right now. Yeah, it's going to be a rough one, but uh, we'll see. We'll see if we can pull it out. Uh, you have any thoughts, Hamo? I do. <laughs> They're all centered around <laughs> Kelly Oubre. <laughs> Um, look, I, I was a massive Kelly Tsunami Papi. I was a massive Kelly Oubre fan while he was in the valley and what he was doing, and it and that love continued on into my fantasy basketball. And I've held on to you for a couple of years, Kelly. I have the first year I decided to drop your ass. <laughs> he starts producing. You <laughs> dropped him at the wrong time, man. Oh my god. He's I like, held oh. on to him for four years. He did nothing. <laughs> no, look, uh, this is going to be a really interesting game, man, and it's a, one advantage of getting up at two in the morning to to speak with my brothers right here as I get to roll straight into the game. 
afterwards and uh, then get to hang out with the Aussies later, the Savo. But it's it's going to be a really good game. Um, the Sixers are a, a little bit of a sneaky so far, a little bit. They're not showing greatness, but they are showing enough talent to disrupt. Uh, so, yeah, this is going to be a really fun game, man. Looking forward to it. Yeah, and we are on the back-to-back. We're going to have an early afternoon game against Detroit tomorrow. Be our first chance to go up against Monty. You know, Cade Cunningham is averaging almost 23-8, and eight, but he does have 5.5 turnovers a game. Jalen Duran is close to 15-12 and 12 with 1.6 blocks. And rookie Asar Thompson is averaging 11-9 and nine with 1.8 blocks. Uh, You know, Jake, are we going to be able to say this one's on Monty? Are we going to beat him tomorrow? Yeah, uh, it's the Pistons have have shown flashes, kind of like the Spurs. I think. Uh, Oh, that's probably not a fair comparison because again, Wemby changes so much. But um, Pistons are going to be interesting. I think we can get the win there. Monty might just try and play like a Landry Shamit, Elliot Kobo type of situation and just find the worst players on his team to play for old time's sake. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, but yeah, I would still say the Suns have the edge there, especially if Booker's expected uh, to feel better by then. Let's see that one with a win. So Monty and Kelly Ubro are in the same boat. Held on to you for so many years, coach. <laughs> go to Detroit. And everyone's laughing at you, you know, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you were in the bubble, you know, like you, you had the greatest son's team ever and couldn't do it. And he's just like, I'm going to take a handful of kids and I'm going to ram them right in your face. Um, interesting. Metaphor. Yes. I had to clean it up on the floor. Um, yeah, it'll be a fun game. Not expecting too much out of it, and um, I'll be at work. So it's illegal for me to use my mobile device to stream games while driving the truck. All right. (laughs) Duly noted. They are watching everywhere. And for those who also have League Pass, just quickly, there is an awesome little thing that I found that is audio only. So there you go. Yeah. That's how I used to get my Al McCoy fix when uh, I was traveling. I'd just get the, oh, yeah. the audio version. When you hit watch game, just go across to audio, and then you can you can even lock your smartphone, and it'll still continue to play. Much better than listening to Reggie Miller, for sure. But you know the that's, third... that's Cheryl Miller's um, younger brother, isn't it? That's what yeah, we should call him. That's his claim the... to fame. Yep. Yeah, she's the better. That's sibling. what he's known for. Absolutely. But the third game of the four-game week on Wednesday, we're going to Chicago to face the Bulls. They're two and four. They've got a negative 6.5-point differential. Levine, DeRozan, Vucevic are doing their typical stuff. There's not many defenders on that team. We're going to at least win that one, right, Hamo? I love your enunciation on uh, Vucevic there, Vucevic. I like that. I, I probably said it wrong, but that's okay. No, no, there's no wrong or right. That's the beautiful thing about the English language, isn't it? Especially when you're from Australia. I was um, going to say, <laughs> the oh, down yeah. under folks for sure. The, oh, dude, the, 
the Bulls roster looks like a 2K delight, doesn't it? I don't understand why they're... Be another very interesting game. I've always liked DeMar DeRozan. Um, aside from... I'm not affiliated with anyone, DeMar, if you're watching. Um, despite my rag earlier. Um, look, the, the Bulls should be a better team than what they are. They really should, but... They're not, but you still can't discount them. Look at what, what Pop did to us. Come on. Discount them. No, we're winning this thing. Uh, the Bulls, you're right. It's it's a team with too much talent to be as bad as they are. Um, oh, yeah. But this, that's, I think that's the situation right now. Is, um, you know, Zach Levine looks like a guy that puts up stats on a bad team. Uh, and uh, Vucevic, um, is he's just you know the, the the when the Bulls got him they thought they were getting an All Star because he was an All Star in Orlando but I think he was an All Star because Orlando was terrible and he had to do stuff for him uh, and Demar's getting a little a little bit older um, and uh, then then the years that we used to see him you know kind of be more productive in San Antonio and uh, Toronto so I definitely expect the Suns to win and the early prediction was we would finally see the big three so uh, give me that Bradley Beal experience. I'm ready for it. I'm saying it's happening, and I'm saying the Suns win big. That's a good warm-up game for the big three. <laughs> I hope so, and if not, they better be back on Friday when we finally return to Phoenix and we have our first tourney game against the Lakers. You know, we owe these guys for that first loss, but AD is averaging 26-13 and 13 with three blocks. LeBron at nearly 40 years old is putting up 24 points with nine rebounds and six points. Is that Reggie Miller right here? <laughs> yeah, I do sound a little bit like Reggie, you know, but. No, uh, it's the national narrative. No, please continue. Sorry, Donks. But the nice thing is the supposed third guy, Austin Reeves, is only averaging 11 a game. That dude is trash. He's so overhyped. He but, is. you know, we will be wearing the El Valle jerseys and uh, be on the El Valle court. So are we going to ride those vibes to a win, Hamo? What do you think? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. The the, the community feeling, the, the rallying behind the um, – uh, I'll get the name wrong, but the city edition ones, the, the turquoise ones last year, Native American ones. So it was an awesome feeling. And I think it, it drove people like Booker, who's very much about culture and very much about community. And I think this is going to do the same thing. This one will probably be even a little bit closer to Booker's heart because as far as I know, I could be wrong, but he doesn't have any Native American in his own bloodline, but he does have the the Hispanic heritage. So, I think I think it's it's an energy thing. I think it's a vibe thing, and I think it's going to be a very cool, very cool atmosphere going on there. And they they're just going to have to ball out, man. And it's Lakers, jeez. Yeah, no, it's uh, I'm expecting it, it, a win. It's back to the Ubre thing too, though, isn't it? Anthony Davis been waiting for goddamn years. You've done nothing. Now you want to show up. You've done nothing. 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 <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm thinking about a little uh, Zoolander there. <laughs> what have you done, Derek Zoolander? What have you done, Anthony Davis? Nothing. I created the piano key necktie. I invented it. Um, 
great, great underrated movie. Uh, for you youngsters, go check it out. For you oldsters, you know what I'm talking about. Um, no, I, I definitely think the Suns will win this one uh, if <laughs> we stay healthy. Um, because, again, if Big Three's coming back for that Chicago game, LBA vibes, court, start the tournament for us. Um, Lakers, so you know there's going to be a lot of eyes on the game. Let's go see what this big three can really do. And with the Bulls' warm-up game, because there'll be some there'll be some hiccups when you throw in somebody like Beal who's going to get a lot of usage. Um, you're going to have to kind of be like, okay, now whose turn is it? Or do we just can we find that free flow? Uh, give me the sun so on this. Uh, let's get that revenge. revenge. So I, I'll be honest. I'm more confident in the later uh, latter half of this week than I am uh, today and tomorrow. But uh, right now, I would say let's go get that win against the Lakers. It's going to be a tough four-game week, but hopefully we'll pull through, at least be two and two or go three and one, hopefully, and get these guys back and let's see the big three. But, uh, Hamo, do you have any final thoughts as we wrap up? Uh, yeah, NBA players who I've written off for years, stop <laughs> turning around <laughs> and coming back to me and ruining my fantasy leagues and so forth and my multis. Uh, parlays, as you gentlemen call them. Um, no, look, this has been fun as always, guys. Um, we we had a few technical issues that made us run run a little bit, start a little bit late today. So do apologise. But um, yeah, always always a pleasure hanging out with my guys right here. And um, Suns basketball is in full swing. Can't be more happy than that. Getting new jerseys, new courts, new new vibe. Let's go. Jake, you have any final thoughts as we wrap up? Uh, I guess, well, in case you want to find me somewhere, you can find me on Twitter at Fallen Founder. Again, let's 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 see these role players step up early today and tomorrow are big times for them. Beal, I don't know, man. Get a massage, get get a heating uh, you know, blanket or something on that back. Let's get that thing loosened up and let's unleash the big three so there's no more talk of well, when they come back, let's let's just start seeing what we can do. Let's kick off this tournament with a bang. And um, yeah, as always, uh, good morning, Al, and uh, good night, Australia. Amen. And uh, next week, we are going to have a time change. You know, the clocks go back for most of us tomorrow. We're going to push the show back an hour to try to get more people in the chat. Um, so, you know, starting next week, if you're Pacific time, it'll be 9 o'clock a.m. If you're East Coast time, it'll be 12 noon. And if you're Arizona, because you weirdos don't celebrate daylight savings, it'll be 10 o'clock a.m. So we'll see if that's a little easier for people. But you know, you I wish can we were find... all like Arizona, in fairness. <laughs> I can't keep up with the hour difference time change in Australia, let alone these 14 different time zones I've got to work out to come on the pod. Yeah, you know, if anyone has any questions about what time things are, just reach out to us. But, of course, subscribe and hit that bell so you know every time we go live. If you are in the chat, drop us a like. Uh, we are on Suns Planet Pod on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Sundress Dunks. And, uh, you know, just tell your friends. You know, a lot of people haven't heard about us yet. And uh, let's try to get some more people here into Suns Planet. And with that, Al, take us home. Wherever you are.
Whatever you're doing, stay with us as the Suns get set to shine here on their home court. Here's Perry. The guard heard. Here's the jump shot. Good. It's good. Al McCoy with you courtside. Pumped up a three. Shazam. He ties it. A-D-A. Al and Tim up here. Oh, happy birthday. Right. Yeah. I know it's a long time. Here's Cameron Payne out on top. Durant, three-pointer straight away. I just want to take this opportunity to thank everyone in this arena this afternoon, to all of those that are watching and listening on radio and TV. A thank you for allowing me to tell the story of the Suns for 51 great years. That pretty much wraps things up here. And uh, for one last time, this is Al McCoy saying thanks for being there. Thanks for being with us tonight. And from the Footprint Center here in downtown Phoenix, we'll just say so long for now.